Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Savage Podcast. Um, as Hello. You, as you all know, I'm Daniel, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host. Hello. Rose. How's it going? <laughs> You're right. I am. I'm feeling a bit awkward today for some reason. I, I don't know what's going it's on. It's because we're me. not together. I know. And I, it's like, now that we're doing it like this again, it's like takes mm-hmm. another like readjustment, you know? Oh, goddamn, Daniels. Goddamn. It'd be sad. Hopefully, we don't have to do this, do it like this that much longer. You That's know. That's true. Well, Rose, for the, for those for those people that are watching the video and seeing that we're not together, do you want to give them a little explanation as, as to why? Yes, yeah, so why we recording like this? Well, why are because we? it's the vid. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, so it is now um, second wave, mm-hmm. as we have predicted. Oh, it, it got really bright over there all of a sudden, Daniel. Oh, it's like an angel. <laughs> It's like the heavens came down on yous. Am I looking angelic now? <laughs> you look very angelic. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so basically, guys, um, our city, well, you know, the country of Canada, mm-hmm. like many countries, uh, is imploding. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we are going through some shit. Um, the numbers have risen dramatically in the last few months or weeks. Mm-hmm. So they have uh, implemented further restrictions. So um, basically... You know, they're they're basically telling most people that we should just not be interacting indoors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, given given the, the the caseload here in Alberta, I can see why they've done that. Um, yeah, it's just it is hard. Like it's a tough mm-hmm. um, kind of place to be in. I mean, I think we're all getting that whole um, what's it called? You know, like uh, lockdown fatigue or uh, yeah. pan- pandemic fatigue or whatever it's called. <laughs> is, is, is that the new term? I don't know. It was like something I remember hearing about something. I don't know if it was yeah. pandemic fatigue or what it was, but it was definitely, yeah, we getting tired. Makes sense. We is. We That's fit- why a lot of, I, I feel like, I mean, compared to the beginning of the, the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. the first wave, uh, the numbers are much higher, but I think people, Ooh, although guys, I'm just adjusting, but I think people <laughs> are, uh, taking it less seriously maybe Mm. we've just gotten used to it and maybe we're not as scared even though the numbers are much higher than before Mm -hmm. right what do you think this is true and it's funny well it's not funny but like every single place because i remember i was in spain when all this took place like in the first wave and like the numbers now like when i looked at spain and even the uk and a lot of places the second wave is like way worse than the first wave i know and it seems like People are less like, because before everyone was like, lock down the country, get all crazy. And now they're kind of like, well, we'll impose a few more restrictions. The numbers are kind of going higher. And it's like, well, compared to the beginning of the pandemic, it's a lot, uh, a lot more. So I don't know. I guess we'll just kind of see what happens. I mean, for some, it depends on the countries as well. Like I know for like, for us, we're like, I don't know if this is also exacerbated the problem and the fact that we're entering flu season as well. So, um, I don't know. Well, shall we talk about the flu season and how you refused to get a vaccine? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> People. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. Oh, God. Daniel. You got the vid? <laughs> don't be joking about that stuff, Rose. Oh, my God. I know. I need to stop. Okay. Sometimes you Okay, I got to laugh, Daniel, because otherwise I'm going to cry. <laughs> exactly. You got to laugh and keep yourself from crying, right? Do you remember that? Um that bus driver in Scotland. Oh. Shall we tell that story? <laughs> yes. Oh you guys, I don't know if we've ever told this story in this podcast. I don't think we have. It is such a good story though. Oh God. Do you want to start? Yeah. You start. Okay. So for one, can you do the Scottish accent, Daniel? I can't do a Scottish accent. No. Okay. You can try though. Come on. Uh, no, but um, <laughs> basically uh, Rose and I were in Glasgow and we decided like, cause we were there for um, over the Christmas Just holidays. like a weekend? Yeah. Oh yes. And we were there for quite a few days. Like I think it was like four or five days and we said, you know, we want to check out the the vegan scene there because it's supposed to be really really good and it was there's a lot of vegan restaurants and stuff there um and we decided we wanted while we're in scotland we might as well book a highland tour so there was like a day trip that we booked that was like you know you went to loch ness like all these famous places 
Anyway. So basically like up in the mountains, like mm-hmm. in the Scottish Highlands. Okay. So we got in this and, and this is like middle of winter. Yeah. So it's like Christmas And we got into time. this bus. Yeah. Yes. And so then we, what happened, Daniel? So we get on the bus. It's like eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning. We're all like a little bit tired. You know, we're crack of dawn. We're about to leave Scotland, right? Or Glasgow. So we're like getting onto the highway and stuff. And But where were we sitting? You're missing that very oh, crucial yeah. point. So Rose and I, some, I don't even know. Oh yeah, I think we sat. Because we wanted to see like the view as we yeah, were driving. Oh, yeah. We were like, we want to get a really good view. So me and Rose were the first on the bus and we sat like directly behind the bus driver because you had like the full uh, front winch, windscreen <laughs> thing. Um, so you could see everything, right? We're like, oh, this could be the best view in the house. Like as we're leaving the city, the bus is getting like steamier and steamier and steamier. <laughs> Not steamier. It's like, is it steamy? I guess. Yeah, it well, is steamy. Like fo- it was like um, condens- foggy, foggy, like condensation or whatever it was. Yeah, and I guess. I guess it is steam. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to keep cutting you well, off. Continue. Well, steam would be like if it's like really hot, though, and it was cold. Right. right? So I think it was like just a mix of whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> this bus driver's like trying to turn on the like the, you know, the heat that like helps. Defog. The defogger, yeah, whatever the, it's called. Yeah. yeah. So he tried to, he, he had that going and he was like dri- tri- driving out of the city. And he's like, guys, like, I just don't know what's going on with this vehicle. Like what is happening? And at one point he's like driving and like me and Rose were like right behind him and we could barely see out of the window. So I was like, how the fuck is he seeing where we're going? And I remember <laughs> oh he had a rag. He had, he had rag. this tiny little, like <laughs> almost like a handkerchief. Like it was tiny. <laughs> Daniel's going crazy and he was just he would like wipe the because I guess the defogger broke okay in this like tour bus and there's like a lot of people on this tour bus yeah and he just he was this poor man is driving while he's driving this giant bus he's wiping this giant window (laughs) with his tiny little rag to like see where he's going and then well the thing the reason why he kept going is because as we were leaving the city we, I think we like ran into one of his other tour guide friends yes. yeah, we did, and then yeah. he kind of helped us a little bit and then it seemed to fix itself for a little, and like then we kept minutes. going yeah. yeah, and then we kept going and now we're on the highway. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's too late to turn back point of no return. And at this point he's literally driving with one hand. The other hand's like chamois because <laughs> it, it's like the second the window's clear it like two seconds later it's fogged up again. Right. Oh and, my God. And I remember him being like the entire trip. Like he would be like, Oh God, guys, I really am losing the will to live up here. Someone, if anyone's got a shotgun, just come up here and put me out of my misery. And as we're going, right? So that was just like the icing, like the beginning of this journey. Cause then, yes. then I remember as we're on the highway, we get around to this one point and it, had, it was also raining a bit outside. So there was like some flooding on part of the road and like some of the traffic had been diverted and he was like, Oh my God, like what the hell? So we ended up having to get diverted. And, the, and keep in mind the entire time this window's just fogging up, fogging <laughs> up. Like he's like getting so angry, right? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he was this like, poor man, honestly. Oh, it was so bad. So then we stopped at this like little castle. Now he said, "Whatever you do, you have one job. This is it." We had three hours at this castle. He's like, "Whatever you do, the last ferry from this castle leaves at four. You have to be on that ferry because then he was going to meet us at the other side of the lake in the town." He's like, "That's all you have to do, right?" So we all together on the ferry, back on the bus, and we're all getting ready to go. And then someone goes up to the bus driver and is like, I think there's a couple missing. And he was like, you're kidding. You're fucking kidding me. (laughs) So he calls the castle. And sure enough, two of the people that were from our tour were there. And he was like, get them, tell them to take a taxi. Like, I'm not going to come get them. So they had to take a taxi and whatever. And then I remember him just like the whole time. He's like, you know what? After this trip, I'm putting in my resignation. <laughs> like this is, I've had it. I'm never doing another tour. I took on this tour as like a favor to the company. And this is like, oh no. And he was like, this is going down as the worst tour in history. <laughs> and, and then, then as, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. As we're coming back. Do you remember as we're coming back? We, yeah. so at this point it's kind of dark. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and, <laughs> and this guy's like the tour guy, you know, he Bless him. He was making jokes. And yeah. at one point he was like, folks, I got to laugh because otherwise I'm going to cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we're driving back and now it's dark. Okay. Yeah. It is dark. It is cold outside. It is steaming up a storm up on the freaking window. <laughs> this poor man is like, oh my God. Okay. So one of his solutions was to turn off the heat. And turn the AC the on. And turn the AC on <laughs> so that it's not steamy. 
so he turned this AC on and we're all like freezing in this car. Like this is December in Glasgow, like in the middle of the mountain or not Glasgow, Scotland in the middle of the mountains. It is freezing cold and we are just like, and it's dark. We can barely see outside. It's still a bit foggy. And honestly, me and Daniel were like, this is how we're going to die. <laughs> we're going to, because the, also the other thing that's yeah. really scary is so me and Rose were like literally shivering. Cause it was now colder inside the vehicle than outside because of this AC cranked. And it was just like yes. insane. And then because we were driving on the highway, cars would be passing us going the other way. And when their light hit the windshield, because of all the fog and all the stuff that was going mm. on, you literally could not see a thing. And that's why I like turned to me and Rosa were like freaking out. Of course we're sat right behind the bus driver. So like yep. that made it even more scary. And I remember just turning to Rosa. I was like, yep, this is, this is how we, this you know, is how we, we die. We've had a good long, long friendship. You know, oh, I cherish no. it. We're going to die in the Highlands of Scotland. Like it was prob that was probably, it one was of, scary. That was like one of the scariest tours I've ever been on. Like, yes. And then as soon as we got back, we're like, oh, thank God we're yeah. alive. We found a new appreciation for life. Oh God, that was so scary though. Oh my God. <laughs> and I just love it. That guy, like literally the entire time he's like, oh, I've just lost the will. Honestly, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> you need to learn how to do the Scottish accent because that would be epic. Ah, uh, I can't though, unfortunately. This poor man. I know. I wonder so. if he, if he retired. Well, apparently he wasn't, he was like retiring that evening or something. He was, he was done doing <laughs> tours. So who knows what Oh happened. God. He might've been a little uh, dramatic though, you know? Well, I mean, it's... Ima- that would be so stressful like mm. imagine being that person like yeah. it's kind of funny on our end but then he is responsible for all these people yeah. he's the one driving and he has to do the tour so he yeah. has to like talk and like you know be entertaining <laughs> and while he's driving one hand cannot be occupied <laughs> by anything else but wiping the window well and the, the 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 worst thing too is like is that the window it almost like teased him at some points because at some points yes, during the trip always. it would like clear up and he'd be like oh okay perfect let's it's go fixed. guys we're going on the highway and yeah. like five <laughs> minutes later it would start fucking up again and he was at, like, like the worst times <laughs> yeah Oh my God. Honestly. I mean, if, if the window did not like fix itself before yeah. we left Glasgow, then we just wouldn't have gone on the tour. Like we would have exactly. probably changed cars, yeah. which we probably should have done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, anyways, guys, that's our little story of uh, Glasgow. And how that we was almost back died. in 2015. Was it not? Mm, when did you do your big Europe trip? Was that 2016? Yes. Yeah. So this was the winter of 2015. Wow. Daniel, that was five years ago. Oh God. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. When are we going to do another trip, Rose? <laughs> I don't know, Daniel, but all I can say is we've survived an extra five years after that traumatic incident. That's very so. true. <laughs> we're doing well, you know? We we're almost, doing very yeah. well, Daniel. We were, we came close to death. I saw the lights, you know, reflecting uh, from I, those other I cars. I honestly was scared. Like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is not fun. <laughs> exactly. Because, it, it, and I think it would have been fine if we were sat a bit further back because then we wouldn't have known. Yes. Like, But it was the fact yes. that we could literally not even see out the window and we were like, this guy clearly like... He's trying mm-hmm. his best, but like he he can't see. Like we can't see. So like maybe uh, we should have helped him. Yeah, like maybe maybe we should have got up <laughs> like there. Like we should have like, just like me. stood there. Just like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to do though. You know what I mean? I, I know. Like, oh God. It anyway, was, whew. Yeah, it was scary. bless you, Scottish bus driver. You oh, did very well. You did. Yep. Bless wonder, your soul. I wonder if you're still um, <laughs> still doing those tours. Who knows? He probably quit after that day. Mm-hmm. It's traumatic enough. Anyway, Daniel, do you have stories for us? I have a couple stories. Okay, um, what's going on? Am I going to want to, am I going to be depressed after this episode? Um, No, like one of them. Okay. <laughs> They're not bad stories. Have you heard about okay, this? Okay, tell me. Have you heard about this, um, this recent thing that happened on TikTok about somebody's like, was filming a TikTok video and someone was like breaking into her house? Did you hear about this? No. Okay. So basically, here you go, guys. Here's the story. All right. Okay. So, God, TikTok is always in the news nowadays. I know there's always something going on in TikTok. Like it's a little bit crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, tell me the story, Daniel. Okay. So basically there was this terrifying video that surfaced on TikTok. Now this woman, apparently she had a stalker and she was in her house, like in her, in her apartment filming like, you know, like the TikTok dances or whatever. And as she like gets her phone set up to like film and stuff, she's like, all of a sudden it hears like a sound. This is like Sunday night at around like 10 o'clock at night. Here's some like, uh, her, um, 
balcony, something happened on her balcony and her like balcony door like open like into her, into her living room. So she like freaks out and she's like, Oh my God. She's filming. Like, is this on camera? Yeah. It's all on camera. Like you can, you can look it up. It's like, there's actually a video. And as she's doing it, she's like, Oh my God. Like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? (gasps) Yeah. And then she's like, please, please get out of my house. And then he responds. He's like, am I your friend? (gasps) Like being all like weird. And she's like, no, like get out, get out. And then he's like, are you sure? (gasps) And then she's like, who are you? Like get out of my apartment now. So she grabs her phone while she's still filming and he like leaves, he like closes the door, but she like obviously is freaked out. So she like opens the hallway door and like goes to a neighbor. And then she like turns the camera off or whatever. And like, like how freaking scary is that? Did they catch him? Um, I think so. Yeah. It's, he's like a well-known like uh, stalker, stalker in the area. Yeah. What? From, from like, what I He understand. stalks multiple women. I think so. Like that is terrifying. I know. Like, it's that actually, is so terrifying. Like so scary. Like imagine you're just. What like, was he planning something. on doing? Do you think well, he was gonna? Who knows? Oh god! Oh my god! That that is terrifying. Like I already. But then, like, like, why did he leave? Did he leave because she was filming him? I think so. Probably. Like he was probably like, oh shit. God she's damn! Like, Do we need to have our phones on all the time? Like sometimes I think this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> if something bad happens to me, I want evidence. You know? Well, exactly. That's just it. Like the, I think that's one good thing about us, like having phones nowadays. Is yes. like, I, I'm, <laughs> I know this sounds like really, um, what's it called? Not disturbing, but like, um, one of the things that like I'm happy about is like if I, anything ever did happen to me, like generally you'd have your phone with you, right? So yeah, like one, you can easily contact people if you have to, but if you can't actually access your phone, your phone has like um the G- emergency yeah and also gps coordinates right so like wherever whatever happens or wherever you're brought unless your phone is obviously dumped um mm-hmm. you, they're gonna have gps coordinates of your last known whereabouts right so it makes looking for you that much easier um oh god damn Daniel, that, i know that'd be sounding dark as hell it's kind of scary like one of my like i don't know if i, I don't know if anyone else experiences this like do you ever do this rose like uh-huh. sometimes i'll be at what? home well i'm in my parents house right now so it's like a bigger house and I like sometimes will like hear noises and I think that somebody's like in my house. Do you ever yes. do this? I've done it multiple times. Yeah. I, and I feel like I'm paranoid. Like what the other, like this happened a while ago and I thought someone was in yeah. my house. This is kind of embarrassing, but I basically was like in my house and in my bedroom and I heard like all these noises. I was like, Oh my God, what is that? So then I like slid my chest of drawers in front of my door. So that way if someone like came into my room, obviously it would make a big bang and a big noise so that I would like wake up and like, you know, I don't know, do something. I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> I think you told me this. And then I was like, Daniel, your first thought wasn't to go and protect your parents. <laughs> <laughs> your first thought was to just protect yourself. To block your parents well, are up there, Daniel. Well, I have figured, I have figured that there wasn't anyone in the house. So I was like, Oh, it's probably fine. You know, <laughs> It's probably fine, but let me just protect myself. <laughs> <laughs> let me just barricade my door. So no one can get in here. Oh God. But it's like scary. I like it's scary. I've had I've had a few of those moments mm-hmm. where this, especially especially when it's a big house, it's yeah. scary. That's why because there's different noises. And exactly. I'm like, I wouldn't want to live in a giant house because I would just think like anyone pe- could be coming through any door. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I actually watched a film. It wasn't that good of a film, but it was about this thing called. I don't know if it's like a real thing. I think it's like kind of made up like urban legend or whatever, but it's uh-huh. called, it's called frogging or like something like this. I, frogging. Yeah. I think What's it was, that? I think it was called frogging or something along these lines. And basically like this whole movie is about this and it's these kids that are doing this. And basically the whole idea of it is to get it, break into someone's house, like sneak into their house basically. And like live there for like a week, but without the people knowing. So like you have to try to like, Oh, there's a term for that. I don't know. I don't think it's, Actually, I'm not sure if it's frogging, but I think there's a, yeah. Do you know what the movie's called? No, I can't remember now. Uh, But anyway, it was about these kids like just doing. But like in an abandoned home? No, no, no. Like in a, in a. In a real home. (gasps) Shut up. Why? So they they would like, just for the the, the thrill of it, like they would basically. Blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, here we go. Frogging. It is called. Oh, frogging. it is called frogging. Okay. Is a is a person secretly living in another person's home. The word is pronounced frogging, oh. but it's not spelled like that. And gets its name because frogs, as the people who engage in the activity are called, tend to hop around from house to house, as a frog might do from a li- on a lily pad. And I don't know if it's like a real. I don't know if this is actually documented in real life, but like this film, just basically these kids like went and lived in the attic or something, and then obviously if like the families, if it's like two adults, they're commuting to work, so they'd go to work, and then during the day these kids would come down, make themselves some food, put stuff. It's in like the dish- parasite. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly like that. Oh my God. So and that, that is creepy. And like a big house, if it's a big enough house, somebody yeah. can do that. Do you know what I mean? Like that's Oh my God. This is why I'm I, never living in a big house. I know this is why I, like, <laughs> when I move out, I kinda wanna live in an apartment for a while. Because like <laughs> yeah. especially because I'm by myself. So like if I had a You don't big, want a giant house to yourself. No. Cause then I'd like freak out. I'd always be scared that someone's in the house with me. Like I'm paranoid. Uh-huh. Chests of drawers are not going to save your life, Daniel. I know. This is it. <laughs> it's like, even when I've house-sitted, like I house-sat like a few times for like my aunt and uncle and stuff. And uh-huh. I'm trying to think who else I house-sat for. But every time I'd be there, I'd always think, oh my God, like what if there's someone in the house? Like what if somebody yeah. gets in the house? I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I have like a, this is like a fear, you know, like what are those irrational? I definitely know. I get it sometimes. I mean, I don't get it often, but I've definitely had like at least a few moments where I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. what is that noise? Mm-hmm. And then I like freak out. It's scary. It is. Like, I don't know. Does anyone else oh experience God. this, guys? Leave us a comment. Let yeah. us know if this is something that's like maybe. But it's- like, I mean, it's like it's like a legitimate fear because you hear stuff like this where it's like someone could break in, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think too, it's like, it's very rare that these things happen. Like, obviously it's like smaller percentage, but we do, we, especially nowadays, we are faced with like media stories of like these crazy shit that happens where people like broke into this person's house and like killed everyone or like, you know (gasps) what I mean? So like, it's not like it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? So yeah. (gasps) Do you lock your, do you lock your doors like, um, in the middle of the day? Like Like our house doors? Yes. Yeah. Like if I'm home, if you're home. Yeah. Like if I'm, you always keep it locked. Pretty much. Yeah. Like. 99% 99% of the time like even if I'm just at home watching TV oh yeah like, you're a little paranoid during the day I'd have my have my door locked I used to like be really bad at locking my I mean Daniel knows this yeah but this is okay well this is different even at my parents house because like my parents live in like you know the burbs you mm. know like very kind of safe neighborhood things can quote still unquote. happen in the burbs bros I know but like I used to for example like when I used to walk my dog and stuff I would just like leave the door open like not open, like but unlocked. leave it unlocked yeah. and then just come back. <laughs> and like, if I'm home often, I'll just like not lock it. Yeah. Not good advice. I mean, no. here's the thing. It's like, have you seen that movie um, by Michael Moore? Yeah. Bowling it's called, for Columbine, right? Yes. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. he like goes to Canada cause he's like from the States. So he's doing a documentary about the States and how it's like not safe. Mm. Was it Bowling for Columbine or was it um, Fahrenheit? It was one of those movies. One of the two, Fahrenheit 9-11 yes. or Bowling for Columbine. Col- yes. I can't remember which one. So he like goes to Canada and he starts like just like randomly opening people's doors to see if they're locked. And like so many of them are like not locked. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but, oh God, I do that too. I think, I do think, unfortunately, like the thing is, is back when that, because I was filmed in like the late 90s, early 2000s, it was. I believe. Mm-hmm. So I think like back then, I think that m- even my parents were like less lax about locking their door and stuff. But I think now, like as time goes on, people are more t- diligent about locking It's getting more dangerous. Exactly. Like even in, even in Canada, it's like before me and my friends could like run around the neighborhood, do whatever. And like right. it, it, parents feel less, I think less secure doing that nowadays. Um, yeah. So that's so scary. Mm, I mean, we're still really lucky compared to some countries, yeah. like so lucky, but I wonder if that does have an, an actual connection to the number of crimes though, or are mm, we just getting more paranoid? I would true. like to know that part. Probably we're getting more paranoid, I would say. I don't know if necessarily crime rates have... But who knows, like... Maybe they have gone up. Yeah. I don't know the details. I think, I think like, for example, in Calgary, what I've heard, I don't know the stats or stuff, but I've heard that, like, petty crime, like, theft and stuff has gone up a lot. definitely gone up. Yeah. So maybe that there's some there's some truth to it who knows I don't god know. damn guys lock your doors lock your lock doors, your doors. keep they, your phone with you at all mm-hmm. times they be coming for your um what did that what did that guy say do you remember that really funny interview where that where that one guy was like, oh being yeah He's like, he said they be no had your had your mom no had your <laughs> had your wife had your kids had your wife had your because they, they raping everybody around here yeah <laughs> There was like Didn't a, he get famous? He got like famous. Yeah. Well, so it was like right around the time where that also that woman was like um, talking about like how she escaped this burning building and she like had a coffin and stuff. And she's like, and I thought I had bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where the ain't nobody got time for that. That's where it got popularized. Yeah. Because there's like this woman and she was like, I, I think she escaped a burning building or something. I don't know. There's like a bunch of these like yeah. kind of famous. These like random like local news channels yeah, that, that would like interview these people. <laughs> like the most random thing story. And these people were oh just my God. so funny. There was one, there was another one where this one lady, she was like, 
I think she was out of it. I don't know. And she was just like yeah. talking to this guy seriously about this story that was going on. And then all of a sudden she's like, do you want to see my tit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. Like, Oh God, that is golden. Yeah. So bad. I, I used to also like to watch, like they had that. And then they also had like news bloop, news bloopers. Like, oh my I don't God. Know why, but some of them are so. They are hilarious. Funny. Yeah. It's because they try to be so serious. I think yeah. that's why it's funny. Because it's like, if it's like a regular talk show, mm. then, you know, people say stupid things. Yeah. But like in a news, you know, segment, everyone's like very serious. Yeah. So it's like when there's a blooper, it's like hilarious. Exactly. Because they have to be like so, yeah, like very, very yeah. Um, strict and serious. And then once they start laughing, they can't stop. <laughs> And then, like, other people in the room will start laughing. And, like, oh, God, it's oh, so good. This is why I could never be a, like, a news, like, what do you call them? Announcer? Like, is that what anchor? they're called? Anchor. Like, a news, news anchor, anchor. Because yeah. I feel like I would just laugh at everything. And, like, once I start laughing, I don't think I could stop. No, exactly. Especially some of the, <laughs> some of the stories are actually, like, ridiculous that they have to talk about. And they'll be like, oh, this person did this. And then, like, try to keep, it, try to keep a straight face. Like, oh, God. I don't know. So crazy. Anyways, Daniel, do you have another story for us? I sure do. This one's a little bit like not that interesting, but like kind of. Um, is it slow in the store in the in the news? No, uh, no. Like there's a few. There's another oh, okay. one. There's a, there's a couple. So I have a couple. I have this okay. one and I have one Talk more. Talk to me. So this Talk one is just about. So this is about like unemployment um, <laughs> claims in the United States of America. Oh God. So apparently, what's happened is um, there's been this massive, massive unemployment claim fraud. That was Ooh. done by apparently by inmates in California that were able to collect millions in benefits. What? Yeah. So how on. did they do this? I don't really know how they did it, but hang on. Let me just like get to the part of the, here we go. <clears throat> on Tuesday, a task force led by nine district attorneys across the state of California reported in a letter to the government, um, to govern, sorry, to the to letter to Governor Gavin Newsom that tens of thousands of prison and jail inmates, including more than 100 people on death row, have collected hundreds of millions of dollars in unemployment benefits as part of a scam that the officials say appears to be the most significant fraud on taxpayers' funds in California history. According to the tax force... The task force between March and August, inmates housed in every single California prison and in jails throughout the state filed 35,000 claims totaling at least 140 million in benefits. In most cases, officials say that payments were given out in the form of prepaid debit cards sent to friends or family on the outside who would later deposit the proceeds to inmate accounts. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. How did they do this without getting caught? I mean, now they got caught. Yeah. Well, they said as, okay, they, they were saying about like wh how this could happen, like on such a yeah. large scale. And they said law enforcement blamed, um, California's employment development department, which has been swamped with processing more than 16.4 million unemployment claims since March, resulting right. in a massive backlog of unfiled claims that according to reports have totaled more, totaled upwards of more than 1.6 million people at times are in the backlog. Oh so my they, God. I, th I think, I think what, what happened here is like California, the state of California was just so overwhelmed yeah. with so many of these claims for unemployment that they just haven't been doing their due diligence because they just haven't had time. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I want to know how somebody in prison is able yeah. to like file a claim. And it seems to be very well coordinated if so many people did it and yeah. so much money has been, you know, stolen essentially exactly like i mean i guess they just talk amongst each other maybe i don't know like how does this work exactly and i just don't get it like i mean i, I get i know that they have access do they file it themselves like what yeah i don't know i'm trying to understand do they just fake uh like do, do they just have fake ids like what like how does this work i have no no idea like, I mean, kudos to them for being smart enough to do that, I guess. I know. Well, and I, I, they must be able to, like, I know they have access probably to computers and stuff, right? So, like, they probably, you know, during break time or whatever. I mean, I've never been to prison, so I don't really know how it works. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me neither, Daniels. I don't It'd think be I would, surprise. Exactly. I don't think I'd survive very well in prison, Rose. I don't know about <laughs> yous. So, um, as you we were saying, I was, um, I was just notifying yous. 
that I don't think I would be doing that well in the prison environment. And then did you hear what I said? No, what did you say, Rose? Repeat <laughs> I said you'd be you'd be a you'd be a target. <laughs> a target for what, Rose? <laughs> Nothing, Daniels. That's up to your imagination. Oh, I guess dang. we never find out because no. hopefully you never go to prison. Well, I'm planning on not going to prison, so that's I also mean, part of my plans. Yeah, people ask me what my five year goal is. Going to prison is not one of those goals. It's not. Yes. It's just kind of like uh, it's one of those things. I'd, I if I can, I will uh, try to avoid in my life. You know, <laughs> I hear the food isn't oh, great, God. so uh, yeah, it's probably like, not vegan. <laughs> mm, this is it. I bet you, like, if we if we went there and we were like, oh, by the way, we're vegan, they'd be like, you eat what we're giving you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, God. Honestly, I think that is so even scary, even just the thought of going to prison. I know. Like, but if I go to prison, I'd like to know where I can find these uh, uh, ways of uh, defrauding the government. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're going to I got to make money somehow. We God all know damn, what you're going to put Rose... me in prison. I'm going I'm going to get my money's worth, okay? <laughs> we all know what Rose will be conspiring to do when she's in prison is defrauding well, the government of funds. You better hope I don't go to prison. Yeah. Okay. Do not do not arrest Rose and don't put her in prison, guys, cuz well, here's be... the thing. If I did something to go to prison in the first place, then I probably wouldn't be too scared to be, you know, committing some fraud in prison. You know what I'm saying? That's it. This is it. You know what I mean? Like you That's why. Yeah, like <laughs> No, like not I'm not saying that normal people don't go to prison but like you're right the people that are going to prison are committing crimes so like they're the kind of people that would be frauding the government or doing certain things you know what I mean like the mm-hmm. or I mean maybe they're just in prison because they were doing some drugs that's true or you know could have been like we discussed an- another reason that we we talked about as well was the systemic racism that's causing the problems mm-hmm. in within the bail issue know, the bail issue mm-hmm. yeah exactly so there's a lot of a lot of different things of why people you know what i mean could be so did they did they get the money like did they take out the money what happened let's see what happened so it says blah 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 responded to the statement that by calling the fraud blah 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 Mm -mm 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 -mm. god damn you keep breaking up a little bit oh god damn so the district attorney's were forced to form their own task force within the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitations after the reports of fraud in the employment department continued and the strike team failed to uncover the large amounts of fraud the other groups had seen. I don't know what that means. Okay. I don't really know what that means. Currently, it is unclear how Newsom's new task force is different from the largely unsuccessful strike team. So I don't know. I think that's probably under, under ongoing investigations. Like, why do I feel like California it's sounds like all- there's always like um, it's always like underfunded. Any sort of government program seems to be mm-hmm. underfunded. Like, am I crazy? Like, remember that documentary we watched, Daniel, about Gabriel Fernandez? Like that yes, boy that was in California as well, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And like they, they're talking about how, you know, the social services, you know, system is incredibly under like basically they don't have enough social workers mm-hmm. for the amount of, you know, cases. So it's like, why does it seem like it's always underfunded? I thought they had really high taxes. (laughs) Uh, Apparently not high enough. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. God damn. Anyone in California want to share with us? Um, Because I know right now they also have a big like homeless crisis as well, which is Mm. another issue. Um, And like a lot of people are actually leaving California because they think it's like not as, you know, livable as it used to be. Yeah. I don't know how you how livable it was before but yeah well didn't you go to you went recently to san francisco didn't you like a couple years ago Ah, i went like um yeah maybe four years ago yeah and did you notice like there was there quite a lot of home like homelessness and stuff or yes it was a it was a huge issue there i mean Mm -hmm. the homeless um i i I went to san francisco when i was very very young Mm -hmm. and i mean obviously so i don't remember like all the details but there's definitely been a huge rise in homelessness in San Francisco. Yeah. Like I've never seen so many homeless people in my life. It was yeah. like, it was shocking actually. It was well, very sad. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that there's been like, well, actually I don't know for sure, like a lot of different places, but I know even in London, I remember my last year in London, um, that summer, I just happened to notice that there was just a lot more people on the streets. And right. I was thinking, thinking to myself, I'm like, is this in my head? Like I remember talking to somebody else and I said, have you noticed that there seems to be a lot more people, you know, 
on the streets basically. And one of my friends was like, yeah, it's weird. I've noticed it as well. So I like oh, Googled God. this, Googled it in London and it was like, um, in year over year, I guess the homelessness that they recorded had increased by like 30 or 40%. That's so like a lot. Yeah. A huge amount. Um, and there was just, I remember being in shock. I went to, um, Westfields in Stratford, which is an area mm-hmm. of London and there's like two different malls. There's like the Stratford Mall, which is a little bit rougher. And then there's like Westfields is like the posh mall. And there's like a street that goes between. And I remember like being ac- across the street at the bus station, looking over and there was like literally a wall of like tents and all this stuff being, oh, and I was God. like, I've never seen anything like it before. It was like almost like a little like homeless village almost like for yeah, yeah. like, like a, Skid Row. Yeah. And I was shocked because I've never seen anywhere in London like that before. Although I'm sure it existed, but never so like yeah. in your face. And even, even when I was um, working in like, co- like close to Covent Garden, there was just so many uh, people there. And I think part of it's cause you know, there's a number homeless of people factors. Yeah. In Covent Garden. Huge amount. Yeah, I don't rem- like I don't remember that when I was living in London. There I don't remember going to now. Covent Garden and seeing homeless people. Like I Yeah. So it probably go- did increase. Yeah. And, and and like things that I saw there, like I can't like unsee. Like I remember I was walking during the afternoon at lunch during like through Covent Garden and on one of the side streets, which wasn't even like an alley or anything. It was like a pretty main street and oh, there was God. there was somebody shooting up there. <gasps> like it was crazy. Really? And I was like I was like, "Oh my god, this is like insane." Like and like me and some of my coworkers would go for like drinks after work and stuff. Yeah. And um, like we'd be out like, you know, you can be out in the street like having drinks and stuff. And literally mm-hmm. like you wouldn't we wouldn't be out there for 10 minutes before you had like people constantly asking you for money and stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel I, like it's like I, a pattern all over yeah. the world. I feel you know, the thing is, it's because, you know, we kind of talked about this briefly before, but as the cost of living goes up, right. And the real, our real wages aren't going up to match it. There's going to be more and more people that are not Mm -hmm. hitting that like threshold of being able to like make enough to live. And also, you know, increase of like mental illness and things like that, because that's what a lot of people that are on the streets are, are suffering from. And, you know, when we close like mental illness hospitals and things like that it just means more and more people end up you know on the street if they don't have the support of you know the government and stuff to help them so I know and like I I remember I watched there was one night when you know when you fall into like a YouTube rabbit hole yes oh I don't know if you've fallen into it I have I've I've fallen into them before what um one time I like started watching the uh this channel it's called invisible people Mm -hmm. and it's like this guy that i think he used to be homeless as well and he started this youtube channel and maybe like a nonprofit where he basically like interviews people that are homeless Mm. to kind of just like put it because like you know like there's obviously misconceptions and you know stereotypes about homeless people and a lot of people just assume homeless people are like lazy or you know just like just negative stereotypes and then he just like interviews people on the street and like a lot of them are just they're just kind of like regular people. And it's so sad. Like some of them are like, were successful before. Maybe they were married and they just like, again, like just, they have different stories. So it's like really sad to see, you know, cause it could happen to anybody. Like, exactly. I think that's the scary part. It's like, it could, ha- it could happen to anyone. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. It's like a lot of people think that, you know, all the people that are, are, are homeless and stuff, you know, they're drug addicts, they're X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. But there are quite a lot of people out there that, you know, it's luck, not luck of the draw, but they've just been unfortunate with with cer- way certain yeah. things have gone. And you're right; they could have been um, successful and now ended up in that kind of position, right? It could happen to anyone. Oh so, God! Oh God! Anyways, so oh my God, I, I forgot what the original story was. The original story was talking about. Oh un- yeah, <laughs> the unemployment <laughs> the claims jail- in the prison. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't, and again, then we start. Uh huh. I don't understand how they're able. I still don't understand how they're able to do that though. Like, you I mean, think, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. I don't understand no. how prisons work. So I would exactly. not know like, cause you know, it's, you hear about people smuggling things into yes, prison. Yes. I was going to say this. Uh, the I'm other like, thing. How? It's like, exactly. they always talk about like prisons always have like, you know, yeah. so much smuggling that goes on. I'm like, how are people smuggling stuff when <laughs> they're like, like locked super away? High security? <laughs> yeah. It's like anything you need, I, on, we can get it knows? in the prison. <laughs> I think it's like, cause they, well, I think they have to like be friends with the correctional officers. Yeah. There's, there must so be I think some, it's those uh, people that work there that yeah. are like, you well, there's, know, going there's no other the way scenes. really. Maybe there is another way. Who knows, Daniel want to find out? Not really. <laughs> I'm not going, there's actually, a, there's actually a show on Netflix. I don't think I've, I'm, or on TV. I haven't watched it. 
but it's about what's people, it called i can't remember but it's about people that go undercover like not undercover but they just basically go and become an inmate in a prison no um, to see what it's <gasps> like yeah I, i'll find I, I can't remember the name of it but you know it was a it was a that's scary yeah like i'm like i would not want to do that because you're with like yeah. real life prisoners like that's not a joke that's not a tv show that's like you could actually like get hurt you know what i mean yeah. And especially, I mean, I guess it depends on what country you're in because, you know, certain countries like the Scandinavian countries, they have very nice prisons, you mm-hmm. know, like, cause they're all about like rehabilitation. Yeah. So they focus on not creating some kind of hostile environment. They actually have like very nice prisons, almost like hotels. Like they're mm-hmm. really, really nice. They focus a lot on, you know, education and rehabilitation. So, you know, that kind of prison I'm down, like, sure. I'll go there for a bit. You <laughs> know, like, it'll be like right. a vacation. <laughs> But, not quite um, but you know you, you know i mean if you look at some of those photos it kind of looks like a vacation mm-hmm. have you seen i haven't no oh you should after our call you need to google norway prisons okay. or something oh. like that it was like a big news story and it was okay. very controversial because you know obviously especially here in north america we have this mindset of like if you go to prison it's like punishment like you need yeah. to be punished Whereas, you know, it's a different mindset, I think, because they yeah. don't think like, oh, they need to be punished. They think let's rehabilitate these people. Yeah. So they have a re- really low like crime rate and uh, mm-hmm. low like what's the what's the term like recid- recidivism, recidivism. Oh, right? oh, um, the, oh, my God. Why can't I think of a word? Is it like, recid- a, like a repeat recid- offender? Yes. <laughs> Am I making up a word? Let me see here. Res- Did I make recidivism? I think I just made it up. Hold on. You might have. I've never, I've, I don't think I've ever oh, no. heard that word before. It's right. Recidivism. The tendency of a convicted criminal to mm-hmm. reoffend. I got it right. Recidivism. Well, a lot. And, and to be fair, like in most places, like I'm pretty sure US, Canada, all of these places, like pretty sure that we have pretty high recidivism rates. Yes. You That's know? the thing. So th- there is something flawed about the prison system, mm-hmm. you know, just in general, not just in the US, but also in Canada. Because if you think yeah. prisons, like you think like, you know, it's, it's a hellhole, right? <laughs> like yeah. it's it's not it's not a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so in in other countries, Scandinavian countries, they've really reformed the prison system. And what's interesting is that they've actually taken like the old their old prison system, which is basically the modern day prisons like in North America, and then they turned it into like a museum. <laughs> God damn. Because. Because that that's not their system anymore. Mm. But there's that whole argument when when it comes to criminals and stuff like around um, punishment versus rehabilitation, right? Like, yes, are, is every single criminal are they? Um, can we rehabilitate them? That's the question. You know what I mean? Is well, everyone that commits a crime uh, can they be rehabilitated and, and enter back into like normal society? I mean, I don't think every single person can be. But Mm -hmm. I think that uh, based on the success of the systems in, for example, Norway, I think it's Norway or Finland or somewhere. I think that you could argue that most people could potentially be rehabilitated. Rehabilitated, Obviously, it also depends on the, you know, other aspects of society as well, not just the prison, but also just like, you know, social support Mm -hmm. in other areas. But I do think that most people can be. And I think we need to also change this mindset of like, immediately, this person just has to be punished. Like we need to like, we need to get, you know, just we need to punish this person. We need to make them suffer. Just that idea. Like I get, I get the sentiment to some degree. But this kind of revenge, you know, idea. Mentality. Like, yeah, the revenge mentality is not good for anybody, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my perspective. That's my, you know, liberal hippy-dippy perspective. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Daniel? Do you, do you, you think- be smoke, smoking something <laughs> before this call, Rose? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my two cents. Um, yeah. I'm all about the peace and love. Mm. It's, an, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I don't know where I sit on the fence. I think I'm, you're, you're sitting on the fence. I'm sitting on the okay. fence, not where I sit. On the, I'm <laughs> sitting on the fence because uh-huh. I'm a bit like I do agree to some degree with rehabilitation. Um, uh-huh. I just I think I need to do more research and I need to understand more. And yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. It is a tough one for me. I don't necessarily think that people need to be uh, hardcore punished per se, but I definitely mm-hmm. question whether or not all people that commit crimes, especially depending on what the crime is and, you know, some other stuff, whether or not they should be, you know, reentering into our society. Yeah. But then who, who am I to make that call? Do you know what I mean? So I think I'm, I'm I mean, on, on the fence a bit, you know? 
I definitely don't think everyone should re-enter necessarily back into society, especially mm. obviously depends on their mental well-being. Mm. So there are certain people that have major issues that probably should not re-enter. Yeah. Um, but then is the alternative then to, you know, like punish them for the rest of their life, kill them. You know? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, is it, is it the death penalty? Like what, what is the alternative? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an interesting kind of discussion. I think yeah. uh, even people that are on, you know, the left side, like, you know, liberal people or left wing people, people mm-hmm. disagree in, in this topic yeah. because of this, like, you know, belief that, you know, certain people just don't deserve to live or, you know, you yeah, know, that kind yeah. of thing. It's, a I don't t- know. it's so it's like a tough it's a really tough area because I think that yeah. there's there's good arguments for all of the different you know forms of kind of not punishment but like there's different there's different arguments for to be said you know uh-huh um it's tough I never have been an advocate for like the death penalty yeah. um because I think my biggest reason reasoning not is a uh, reasoning against it is just like the fact of the matter is there are so many people that are wrongfully convicted. Do you know what yes. I mean? So like yes. if we're inst- if we're instilling the death penalty, like, you know, how are we ever a hundred percent sure? Like, unless we like, you know, yeah. you know, there are so many people that slip through the cracks that are wrongfully c- convicted and like, should they die for that? Do you know what I mean? Like they shouldn't. Exactly. So they shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's, that's it's just, kind of, it's a flawed system. Yeah. You know? And also another argument is that again, it doesn't decrease the number of crimes, mm-hmm. you know, countries with death penalties do not have lower crime. It's not, rates. A, it's so, not like a deterrent. Exactly. Because and a I lot think, of people think it's a deterrent, but it's not. Uh, so I don't know. Ter- I mean, th- it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it would be a deterrent for people who think that they're going to get caught but nobody thinks they're going to get caught. Do you know what I mean? So, right, right. you know, you could put or, any... I don't know. I don't even know if it would be a deterrent. It depends on, you know, if you're like a, like a, like a, you know, really messed up in the head, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're like a serial killer, do you really think, like, I don't know if they even care if they get caught, some of those people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if you're messed up enough to do those kind of things, then you might not care if you get caught or not. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I completely agree that because, especially because there are so many flaws and so many people get wrongfully convicted. I don't think we should yeah. have a death penalty. hundred percent. Cause like, you know, imagine you give someone the death penalty and then like a couple of years later you find out, Oh, actually they didn't do it. It was someone else. And it happens all the, it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think but like, what I, what I want to know though is why is it so expensive? Cause you know, how they say the death, like it costs a lot of money to keep somebody in on death row. Mm-hmm. So why is it because they get, like specialty, like security, like, I think that's probably, that's that? probably a lot of it. Cause well, there's another argument that like part of the reason why it's so expensive is, isn't it because like a lot of the prisons outsource the security. So like it's outsourced to like, oh. I remember reading a scandal about this, about like, I could be wrong guys. And I apologize if this is like misinformation, but I seem to remember <laughs> that they were saying like a lot of the prison security systems and, and things are outsourced to a, a government, mm-hmm. a third party basically that, that no, does you're it. Right. And part of the cost of keeping these individuals in these, you know, in death row, for example, is you have the constant cost. Well, the cost of food, right? <sighs> the cost of, right. of constant security. So you have to have 24 hour staff and for death row, I think they probably have increased security. So they probably have like yes. more, more security people. You you have to the cost of like heat and maintenance of the building like there's just so many costs involved so it is expensive like to 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 house and like it's keep- more expensive apparently to keep somebody uh, again i could be making this up i'm not mm. sure but i have heard that it is very expensive to keep somebody on death row mm. but yeah you're right it, it could be that you know that kind of that same thing that we talked about earlier with you know the movie the 13th where mm-hmm. you know uh it's it's all kind of a for-profit system so a prison, a, go- a government prison could hire or contract out a security mm. company to do the yeah. securities, but then they get the job because maybe, you know, the politician, they get paid. I don't know. Like it's, yeah. it's all very potentially, you know, conflict of interest. Oh, potential. Hugely, hugely. Exactly. Hugely. But I don't know. I remember yeah. seeing a documentary. I think it was on Netflix. Did you, I don't know if you told me about it, but it was like this guy that was, um, I don't know. He got convicted of something and then he was in like a regular jail, but then he wanted to be in death row because death row, they get like better treatment as in like they have better conditions. So he like killed somebody in his prison so that he would get the death penalty. Yes. So he'd go to death row. That's crazy. Yes. This was like on Netflix something. 
I think it was called like I am a killer or it could have been a different um, mm. series. It was like one of those like, uh, you know, like crime series where they like interview a prisoner. Mm. Yeah. God, I think that was so that kind of shit happens. Yeah. I think that probably was I am a killer. It sounds familiar. So yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Anyways, damn. do you have anyway, another story, Daniel? On that positive note, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about this one. Okay. So this is like, apparently this is a really big thing and I didn't know. So did you know, did you ever hear about the, the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade? I've, I've heard about it. That sounds very familiar. Yeah. So basically like it's a big thing. I don't know where actually I'm going to find out where it takes place. Uh, Macy's isn't, is that like, is that like new in New York? Is, is that a, is that a, a, it's a department store. Is it not Macy's? But apparently they do like a Thanksgiving parade. Like it's like a big thing in the US, right? Okay. So basically what happened? The, the Macy's, the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. Uh We might, we might, uh, I'd be interested to, to, to get, gather your thoughts on this. So <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to read you a little bit and then okay. I'll tell you what happened. So the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade is usually something that like a lot of Americans look forward to every single year. The parade is always featuring different performances from various groups and organizations from across uh, America. And this, this one, so this one, this year acts came from the Zeta Phi Beta steppers, a sorority from a historically black college, Howard university. Zeta Phi Beta is a hundred-year-old sorority with legacy status. Blah 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 blah. Um, so people show this group a lot of respect. Like it's been around for a while, um, and the sororities com- um, contain contains a student body comprised composed of black women. So what is the problem? All black women. Yeah. So what is the okay. problem? You ask. What's the deal? What's the big deal about the Macy's Day Parade? They they uh-huh. deb- not debuted, but they um, featured uh, these these steppers from okay. Zeta Phi Beta. But I guess people got really like angry because of the way that these people were introduced. This group was introduced. So okay, how were they introduced? I, so apparently the, the Macy's Day people introduced them as a diverse dance group. Okay. That was and, the that was the controversy? Yeah. So basically <laughs> Okay, well, so I, I okay, I'm failing to see what the what the issue is. So I guess the reason why because they're all black. Yeah. So they said, first of all, it's not a diverse dance group uh, because you know, it's a, it's a minority group, but it's like predominantly black. So Uh they shouldn't be saying diverse because it's like lumping everybody into one uh, category, like a bunch of different uh, people. And then also they weren't technically a dance group. They were a step. They were like steppers. Oh my God. People have way too much time on their hands. This is not, this is a non-issue. What do you think, Daniel? Do you think this is an issue? I just, I just don't, I don't, I actually don't get why this is offensive. Wait, I, I mean, okay. So because it's not a diverse group, cause it's supposed to be, uh, all black women, right? All, yeah, it, is it all, all women? women? Yeah. All yeah. women of color, all black women. So I guess, I think, I guess the, maybe the controversy is that, uh, the reason why they put these women there is because they wanted to show diversity. So that's mm. probably why they use the term diverse because they wanted to show that they were being diverse. Yeah. That's my guess. So it, they were almost kind of like, maybe not used, but like, I feel like this happens a lot nowadays where like um, these kind of companies will just like hire one black person and then like put it out there so that they look diverse. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, so I like, feel like that was their intention, but they didn't realize like that they mm. were like, I don't know. It, it, am I, am I, is this, is this the right take? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> Again, I just think like, I think that we we talked about this too in the episode that's actually going out this week as well. Uh-huh. Um, oh, God. Well, that's, good, that's going out to the public about these like trigger warnings and oversensitivity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe, maybe um, we're, I'm missing the point here as well. Because when I saw this story, I was like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, I want to see the arguments. Like, do you yeah. have any, are there any quotes of like why people were upset? Um, no, but I mean, I could go through some of the, uh, <laughs> tweets. Are there tweets? No, well, it was, I love Twitter. It was originally tweeted. No, I'm on this, um, YouTube. It's like a YouTube thing. Like, but oh, it is okay. a story, but there was like comments on here as well. Oh, I want to, I want to see the comments. YouTube comment time. Okay. So, um, I actually get why, I actually get why people were mad. The initial tweet may not have been super offensive, but definitely was inconsiderate. Well, they are not a diverse dance group, historically black. Uh, here's another one. Do the people at Macy's know how to use their brains? Lord, so much history. They try to erase with one word, diversity. Uh, what? Okay. Again, I think it's because 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's because they're trying to like be diverse. Mm. And so that's probably why they use the term diverse. Yeah. Even though they're not diverse, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, a group of, you know, black women. Yeah. But then, you know, nowadays it's like, I feel like you could say something and then it would be maybe misconstrued as offensive. Like they may have thought, oh, maybe we'll introduce them as like, you know, the black, the first female black dance group to, you know, do this. And then they might think, oh, is that offensive? Like, is that? But this is it. Do you know what I mean? There's another comment here that I I quite like this one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Read it. So some poor underpaid person putting an update on Macy's social media (laughs) and trying so hard to not offend anyone managed to offend. Educate people. (laughs) Education is the way forward. I, 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 and again, I get why, like, you know, it is so important to be like, I guess you could say like culturally woke or like, um, yes, you know, like being, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think that there's, there's something to be said about this, like over sensitivity with, with regards to this stuff. Like, I think, you Mm -hmm. know, again, I always come down to like, what is the intention that this person or whoever is trying to do? Like, was it made with malice? Like, is there a reason why, like, you know, and again, with this kind of situation, I don't get why people are getting up in arms because seeing a diverse, diverse dance group to me, like, and maybe again, I'm missing the point here, but it's not like disrespectful. Oh my God, you know this is I mean? like not, I am like shocked. Yeah. And like, you know what? Nowadays I shouldn't be shocked because people get offended by everything, but mm-hmm. I'm shocked that this was a story. Yeah. And again, like that, that comment like says it all. It's like just some, some poor like social media assistant, yeah. social media coordinator, just like put out a tweet. It sounds mm-hmm. like it was just a tweet. Yeah. Like, it's not like the CEO, it's not like this is like the company, you know, report. It was mm-hmm. just a social media tweet. Like yeah. we all say, you know, maybe something like we, we don't always word things, yeah. you know, in the way that we want well, to. And, well, exactly. <laughs> and, and when, I don't know, like, like when, when did diverse has- become a bad a word. Bad word. <laughs> exactly. That's what I want to know. Like, it's not like we're saying a racial slur here. We're not like. I thought diversity I mean? was a great word. Exactly. I thought it was like, like a positive. I thought it had positive th- connotation to it. I think, I think people are offended because they think that they were simply just trying to be, you know, trying to increase their, you know, level of diversity within the organization mm-hmm. just to look good in the public eye. Yeah. Maybe. Although that seems to be what everyone is doing nowadays. Exactly. And I don't take any of this seriously mm. because nowadays it's like, it's, it almost seems forced, you know, when you see like, you know, just like, just like the rainbow of colors mm. of people standing in a picture and you're like, that didn't happen before. All of a sudden you just hired, you know, yeah. all these like people of color to be your model, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden now everyone has to have, you know, all the colors of the rainbow. Like I get Again, I understand, Mm -hmm. but it seems also very forced at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know like what the answer is. Mm -hmm. Like, do we have to force it like that? I just think, I think, well, in my perspective, like with this, this particular instance at Macy's, um, I just think I, I I personally think people are just being, they're taking it a little bit too far Yes. and people are becoming a bit too oversensitive because it's like, you know, you're right. Like it's almost getting to the point where it's like, what can you say? Do you know what I mean? Like if you said, like if that person had said a black dance group, maybe they would have taken offense to that. Or if they would have said, you know, depending African American, are you supposed to say that? Or is that politically correct now? I don't even know anymore. Like I'm, I'm actually don't know. (laughs) Exactly. I'm starting to get to the point as well where I'm like, I don't know what's considered politically correct anymore. Like it's starting to like so much of this stuff is happening. Yeah. And it's just like, everything's like losing like context yeah. and I'm just starting to be like, well, I don't even know technically what I can be saying, what I can refer to certain groups as if I can refer to them as a group. I don't even, I don't even know anymore. Like what, like yeah. we've gotten, we've got to this like kind of weird, like crazy weird place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. I get the under, like the fundamental like principles of like, we need to apo- like support equality and, you know, mm-hmm. divert, I, I'm saying like diversity and inclusion and all of <laughs> Daniel, that kind of stuff. That's offensive. Don't I say know. the word. But then <laughs> like on the flip I know, side, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. Do, is this oversensitivity per, like actually achieving? Is anything? it doing anything? Exactly. It's not. That's the thing. I feel like it's, it almost divides people further. Exactly. Like I, it, it, more harms is, than helps, doesn't it? Exactly. Cause it makes 
that these are real issues. Okay. Like real issues exist within this like, you know, realm. Okay. So for example, obviously we do have issues where certain groups are not represented in, you know, certain contexts. Okay. So that is a real issue, but then let's talk about like, you know, what are the things that we could actually do to fix these issues? And, Mm -hmm. you know, what are some ways that we can, you know, be more diverse quote unquote or whatever it is. And we can talk about these things, but then when people get triggered by these types of non-issues, the people like, especially on the far right, for example, right? Like, or people on, you know, that are conservative will use this type of, you know, kind of immature, I don't want to say immature, but like this type of like behavior where people get like hyper offended and they'll use that against all of the arguments that are potentially legitimate. Yeah. So it's like, it looks like, it looks like we're a bunch of crybabies crying over nothing. Mm-hmm. When there are real issues that we could potentially be talking about, but because we're getting offended at like words that don't mean much, it's like, it's, it's, it distracts from a real conversation. I, I don't agree. know. I just get so I, annoyed. I, and then I don't know. I, I can't. I, I feel like they're like red herrings. You remember I said that before about how it's like a distraction from the actual thing that's yeah. going on and the things that we should be talking about and the things that mm-hmm. we should be concerned about. Like really, should we be talking about, you know, calling this group a diverse dance group vers- versus, <laughs> I, can't believe it. I know versus actually tackling, you know, some of the uh, like uh-huh. you know fundamental issues of what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. with regards to like race, diversity and inclusion. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But that's the thing. Nowadays, yeah. it's like you're n- you're going to offend somebody no matter exactly. what you do. Apparently. It's, like this, it's like this cancel culture as well. That's become so hyped now. It's like you say the one wrong thing and it's like that show's canceled. Cancel this, cancel that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like everyone's so sensitive over like I something. I know. What happened? I don't know. It's just How like did this, this happen? It's been the last like year or two, hasn't it? It's like the last two. No, no, no. Th- it's been it's been more than that. But in the last mm. maybe like five years. Yeah, Maybe true. Maybe even more. Ever since Not when a, we were young. No. Ever since a certain person introduced me to the word cultural appropriation, um, <laughs> one of our friends in London, she introduced me to that word. So ever since then, I guess You've I wasn't... You've been triggered. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, wasn't, I wasn't woke back then, you know? Well, <laughs> I'm we, still we talked, not. Did we not talk about cultural appropriation on this show? We did. I'm pretty sure we have, yeah. And I think we, have, we, I think we, we pissed off some people, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Well, we get... we. You know what, guys? Those of you that are listening or watching, you know, honestly, I like having these discussions and I like yes. people to also challenge and, and, and say stuff like I yeah, actually, we're allowed to have different opinions. Exactly. But I, I always say mm-hmm. in like, in, in, with that regards is like, for those that are listening that do have a different opinion and maybe want to say something, just think about how you want to articulate and come across. Because to be honest, if someone had something to say where it actually, you know, is well articulated mm-hmm. and isn't just like a stupid comment. Like and what what I mean by that yeah. is it's like well thought out. I'd have a lot more respect mm-hmm. and a lot more like oh okay actually this is a this is a valid point maybe something I didn't consider before. But if you like comment or say something that's just like so out there and you start like attacking and this just goes in life in general not just like our podcast because like whatever. Um, but like if you're having an argument <laughs> with someone and you you go away from the argument and you start just attacking that person like the way they look or the way they talk or whatever else you're actually doing yourself more harm than good because it un- automatically uh devalues your argument do you know what i mean it makes your value mm-hmm, your your mm-hmm. argument seem less relevant because you've now gone and and made personal jabs at that person so it's food for thought agreed mm-hmm. agreed mm-hmm. and also you know i think Often, especially on the internet nowadays, speaking of cancel culture, a lot of people tend to have this, you know, notion that if somebody disagrees or says something that they don't necessarily agree with, automatically this person no longer like unfollow, unsubscribe, Exactly. you know, like, and I'm like, okay, are we just not allowed to have different opinions? All of a sudden, like we become bad people because we have a slightly different opinion based on what we believe is harmful or not harmful. Like we're allowed to have different opinions. Exactly. Which is crazy because I'm just like from my own personal growth and development in my whole life, like Mm -hmm. actually you grow and learn so much from people that don't have the same values and opinions or maybe Mm -hmm. not values, but the same like opinions and stuff as you on various, various things, because actually they'll challenge you and they'll make you either reinforce what you believe in, or they could actually shift your thinking as well. And, or make you think of other things outside the box. So like, it's so important for your own, like, like life and growth and personal development, like to just cancel and just be like, Oh, I don't want to talk to that person anymore. I don't want to be friends with that Mm -hmm. person anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, 
Anyways, that, guys, that is yeah. our little podcast. God damn. Mm-hmm. Lots of discussions. We talked about the death penalty. We talked mm-hmm. about prison reform. We also talked yeah. about cancel culture, diversity. Scary th- <laughs> yes. Scary things that happen. Apparently on we can't say that anymore. Break in your house. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <gasps> oh, god damn. Well, guys, let god us damn. know what you think. Uh, do you think mm-hmm. the word diverse should have been used? Do you think it should mm-hmm. not have been used? Do you think this is an issue? Do you think this is a non-issue? Leave us your comments yeah. below. Let if you're, know. you know, listening where you can leave a comment. <laughs> exactly. Or or if you're not listening where you can leave us a comment, you can always follow us on Instagram at the Savage Podcast and you can slide into our DMs and let us know there and say, I think you guys are wrong. I do think that they shouldn't have used Unfollow. it or or, or agree <laughs> with us or whatever you want to do. Like, yeah feel free. Uh, you know, if you do want to see, if you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes and you want to see our beautiful faces, you can always check us out on YouTube as well. Um, it's at the Savage, the Savage podcast. So we have a little YouTube channel going there. Um, or if you just love listening to us on Spotify, iTunes or iTunes pod, uh, uh, iPodcast, yes. whatever iTunes. it is. What is it? Isn't that, isn't that iTunes, a thing? Yeah. I don't know. We're grandparents yeah. at this point. We're grandparents. <laughs> but yeah, like if you're you're watching us there, listening to us there, just continue. And hopefully we brought a little bit of joy to your week and some, some interesting things for you to, to think about. And yeah, if you, yes guys. Yeah. And don't worry if you don't agree with everything that we're saying, that's totally fine. Like we're all, you know, like entitled to our own opinions and, you know, values and beliefs, but we're just glad that you, you know, continued on with us and listened to our little uh, podcast today. So thank you. Yes. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys want every episode early than everyone else, then check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the savage podcast. You'll also get a bonus episode every single month, guys. Thank you so much for listening and uh, we will see you guys uh, or hear you guys. Oh no, you will hear us in the next episode. (laughs) We're going to see you guys. We're going to, no, no, wait, hang on. We're going to hear you. We're going to see you. You will hear us. We won't we hear you, but you'll hear us. <laughs> oh, God damn, Daniel, don't be joking about Too babe. soon. Too soon. Too soon, Daniel. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. All Bye. Right. Bye.